Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. This is episode number 167 with Crypto Chat with Chop. I'm pretty sure it's 167. As you know, when, when I'm doing these every day, I, see, I seem to have a tendency on days to kind of get which episode, forget which one I'm on, but it is actually episode number 166. I lied, 167, like I was I was correct the first time. Thanks for joining me today. Been a little bit of a hectic morning, so I'm a little bit in uh, disarray, as it were, uh, before I started this podcast. But let's check in on who the crypto charts as they are doing well again. Now, I don't know what to tell you here. We're up to 21,341 on Bitcoin, which is up 1.9% in the 24-hour time frame. Ethereum up 2.5% at 1585. BNB to 303. XRP to 38 cents. Cardano to 35. Doge hanging around at that 8 cent mark, but it's still up a little bit. Matic over a dollar for the first time in a while. And Solana trading at 23.55. You get the trend green, 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 and that's what we're seeing. Avalanche up almost 10% to 1805. And we slide down to take a look at Near, which is up to 224, which is up 4.6%. Krona's still struggling a little bit. That that one's a little bit confusing to me. It's still trading at seven cents, and it is down 2.7%. But when you look at the rest of the tokens down the top 100, almost everything is green. We are the in these green uh, days. How long this is going to last? I, I keep saying I don't know um, I am ready to pivot in either direction if I'm being honest I, I don't see any real weakness in the top 100 coins as I said there's a few that are you know not doing moving as much as the others Gala Games is looking really strong up 13% up to 5 cents if you look at training coins uh, Opulus is up 22%. Uh, Fetch AI is up 83%. Singularity.net is up 21%. Aptos up another 55% up to $8. So everything really seems to be trending in that up only phase. Now, does it last? It's a wonderful question that we don't have an answer for. Um, I had I have been and I think a lot of people have been sort of moving into the market making some plays and hopefully on these green days if you are a trader or if you are an investor or a crypto investor that you are taking time to at least take some profits so I wanted to talk about two different things today we're going to talk about NFTs and some of the lessons I've learned there 
but I want to circle back around to talk about another protocol I did a show on, an episode on. Let me find when this was back on December 18th, so almost exactly a month ago, on Masa Finance. That's M-A-S-A Finance. That was episode number 137. And the big news for Masa Finance is that the main net went live today. So if I encourage you to go back to that episode to learn more about Masa Finance. But the big connection here is their Web3 identity and a soul-bound token that users can begin to use to build sort of a credit identity on-chain. And in order to get one of these names, and they're a dot .soul, S-O-U-L, not as in dot .soul, as in Solana, not dot .sol, but actually dot .soul. So you'll be able to unlock the power of Web3 with your soul-bound identity. So as it stands now, these soul-bound identities are actually tradable on OpenSea. So I'm a little confused on how they're describing what a soul-bound entity is if you can actually if you can actually trade those, which seems not in the ethos of a soul-bound token, but maybe there's an easier explanation to it. Anyways, if you listen to that episode 137 when I talk about this, you could have got on the early allow list to mint these tokens today. It went live at 8 a.m. They had some issues. The team, I was in the Discord, the team quickly circled back around and was able to remedy all the situations and then you could actually mint some soul names. So I did a few, I think I only minted four today. Um, they are a little bit expensive-ish depending on the length of the sole name you want to mint. For example, you're going to have to pay a real premium if you want a really short one. So anything under three character, three or under characters is going to cost you. And you could, you could mint those or claim those soulbound identities for any number of years. Of course, for each year, you have to pay more and more and more. So if you were going to get one of these really ultra-rare ones, it is going to cost you quite a bit. And if you want to do it for multiple years, it's going to cost a lot. I think they were saying around $6,000 for a single character one. That's for a year. So if you wanted it longer than that, you can clearly see that it is going to cost you a lot more. So if you didn't... Get on the allow list, which you can anymore, then you will be able to still mint today, but it's after the window closes for the allow list. And from what I understand, it's a three hour allow list. Initially, that was going to be this is Eastern Standard Time from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and then it was going to open up to the public. Since I don't think they remedied the situation till 10 o'clock. My guess, even though, let's, let's pop into Discord and take a look here. Uh, yeah, it's still a three-hour window. So we're looking at 1, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be able to mint those. And there were over 300,000 users who went into the allow list. Now, my guess, 
is it's it's less than that but people were probably just doing it with different wallets and the reason for that is one you could get more of them and two the first 50,000 masa mainnet minters will receive a token airdrop so what does that look like i don't know i don't know what the tokenomics are i have no idea uh, what that is ultimately going to look at look like but i went ahead and did it with a couple of wallets and then i didn't mint with all of those wallets just because it would have gotten really expensive really quick um, i did mint one sort of rarish one i did a four a four character soul name um, just for fun and i don't know what i'll do with that but we'll see if we get any bids on it you can look at them at OpenSea. So, and they are a soulbound NFT, if you will. So I would check those out. If you have an opportunity to mint one, I don't think it's a bad play. I don't know ultimately what happens. It's not financial advice. I don't know, you know, if this is all going to be, you know, not as big as deal as I think it is. I don't know, but check it out. So now I want to take some time to talk about the NFT game. And I've probably talked about it before. For sure, it is certainly, in my opinion, one of the toughest things to do in crypto. And uh, let me explain why. So the first part is if you're trading tokens, if you're buying, let's say, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Solana, Avalanche, it's pretty darn easy as long as you're getting in the early stage, like let's say if we are having a rally, even if you're buying today, you're getting in at a good price on all of those tokens. Now, that's not financial advice because certainly we could crash, flash crash. We could retrace everything we've, we've come up to this point. That's totally possible. But as long as you're really just putting money or you're investing this is not advice. As long as you're investing in some of those top coins, even though they're a little more expensive, you are relatively protected. It's relative. There are exceptions. For example, if you remember when Luna was up, and if you don't know, you should do your research on that, when Luna was up big and then it completely got rugged and investors were destroyed. Same with FTX. Uh, Solana took a big hit, but it, it definitely has seemed to rebound. But but for the most part, those top coins are a relative, relatively safe pick. So if you're putting in money little by little, DCA in those top coins, you're probably going to be okay. It's it's not terribly difficult. It becomes increasingly more difficult when you're trying to find the, the smaller cap tokens and hoping to catch those on a big ride to the upside that's that's not so easy that's going to take a lot of research some luck a lot of uh, time spent researching it's going to take a lot of time making the wrong selections etc nfts are a different game altogether. I think I bought my very first NFT in the summer of 2021. And 
that I, the first one I bought, and they're probably not worth <laughs> virtually anything. Let's take a look. It was, what were those things even called? Gosh, I can't even remember. Uh, nice drips or something like that. Let's see if that's what it was. Drips, maybe. It was a drip. It had a drip in the name. Here we go. No, that's decent drips. Nice drips. Okay, it was nice drips. Let's go to this and take a look at them. So nice drips were the were the first NFT I bought. And I bought them for 0 0.05 ETH on the mint. Now they are going for 0 0.003. So that one uh, really, really did not uh, do too well for me. And those were created in August of 2021. And probably for the next, oh gosh, four, five, or six months maybe, I had a, took an L after L after L after L buying NFTs. I mean, I to say I was bad at it would be a gross, a gross understatement. And then something started to happen for me. I started to slowly find some projects that had the right mixture of artwork, community, utility, um, want, if you will, in other words, for the supply and demand that was a, a high enough demand for them. And then things really start to change pretty rapidly for me at that point. That isn't to say I, I, I mean, I still buy crap NFTs from here and there. I think even the good traders do that where they come across something they think it might be valuable and then it just kind of fizzles out or rugs or whatever. You know, I would say the first NFT that I bought that really seemed to break out would have been the Can Pie Pandas. And I minted those on the original mint way back in the spring of 2022. So it was the mint, I minted mine on the Avalanche chain and it was 400 USDC to mint. And I just held and held and held and nothing really much happened to it until the end of this past summer. Then things really started to gain some momentum. Now they aren't exactly a, a, a top collection right now. So when I say that, the, the, the floor price is 1.69 ETH. Now in, in the grand scheme of the NFTs, that's pretty low. But what they are doing, that is a big difference. They are building something that is really incredible. Icebags, who took over the project after the Mint, has put all kinds of effort into creating a community around the project and then building out from there. So they've had one thing that's drawn people in uh, fantasy football league fantasy world cup they have poker nights they've had uh, music events um, and they have also had giveaways and they've had some really huge partnerships they've brought some big people on board 
they also have a strategic relationship with one project that I have been talking about a lot lately, which would be Rainy Corn. The Rainy Corn or Rainy Studios has sort of rebranded. Rainy is creating some mini games for the pandas as well as other games that they're developing. So the difference with all of the other NFT projects that I got into were what they were actually building. The community, and I don't mean just people talking in Discord, it's greater than that. You know, from the poker nights to the the fantasy football, why those things things may seem small, they're actually pretty big when it comes to building a community. They are building something from the get-go. They were working together, uh, people supporting each other in more than just one endeavor. For example, when I first started the podcast show, I had a couple people help me out with sound and uh, I had someone come on from a pandas to talk as a guest. And I have another one coming up as a guest here on Thursday, which I'm excited about. So that is what you want to try to find inside an NFT project. And you can do that pretty easily by one, joining their Discord, following them on Twitter, checking the memes. I know that seems silly, but that is an indication of community involvement. You don't necessarily have to mint the token when they release it. And, and that's probably one mistake that I think I've made too many times is trying to be the first to mint it and then the, the project just never takes off. I think you're actually better off waiting and then buying them when they're a little bit more expensive, two if possible, so you could sell one for a profit, than to mint. And while that might be counterintuitive, I think there's going to be exceptions to that, of course. But I think a lot of, I would have made a lot less mistakes if I waited a little bit and see and watched how these projects began to develop. It's a tough game. It's a tough game. So <laughs> after Pandas, you know, I picked up a Chubby Sore, which I think those are really start. Actually, it was a Chubby Friends. It wasn't a Chubby Sore. There's only 250 of those. The Chubby Friends verse. The floor for those are 0.14 ETH. That would be a great one, in my opinion, to pick up now. They're really building some cool things in the Chubbyverse. The price is really not that high on those. I picked up some pandas when they were at 1.5 ETH, and now they're almost 2 ETH. And I think the Chubby, the Chubbyverse friends have that same sort of feel. That's one that I hold that I think is going to do well. And probably another one. Oh, geez. If I was forced to pick, let's take a look at what I have in my wallet here. Mm, I think the the big one that really could do super well, and they're, they're expensive now, but the Fall of the Crypto Angels by Alfie. So you could pick up one of those as well for... 0.15 ETH, that would be another one that I think has a huge upside. Now, I actually own nine of those because 
there will be a burning event where you can burn one of the fallen angels prints to get a individualized um, hand-drawn character that is the central focus of the, the picture and I bought that many of them because there's going to be a burn events where you can burn each one of those and get this character and that at, then at the end I will have a complete set which in theory will bring greater value so alright so just something to think about so I know that the NFT game is tough so use caution out there I want you to make sure that you are joining their discords you're following their socials you're getting you're interacting with individuals and just be real careful and know when you're in the NFT game quite a few of the times you're gonna lose money that's just the way it is and you're always losing money if you never sell well at least you're not gaining money so take some time to think about that check out Masa Finance today and take a look at those NFT projects that I talked about the Ken Pie Pandas Chubbyverse Friends and the Fall of Crypto Angels by Alfie you can check those all out on OpenSea or Looks Rare or wherever you buy your NFTs this has been episode number 167 with Crypto Chat with Chapo as always be in the here and now be in the present moment do something nice for somebody learn a new skill and as always, I will check with you tomorrow. Have an amazing day. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.